0: My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us can make in order to feel fully alive. Today in the studio, once again, is Dan Costello, a purchasing executive in the automotive industry and a life coach with DB Coaching. And more than anything else, a friend of mine. He is a brother, he's a colleague, and he is so insightful today in this conversation as we talk about these three words give, better feedback that's right we're going to talk about feedback that word that makes us all a little nervous a little scared a little unsettled as we think about someone's going to offer me feedback are they going to hurt my feelings are they going to say something that's going to make me feel uncomfortable or to actually reframe it and think about it in terms of becoming the better version of ourselves today in the studio Dan does an extraordinary thing On the spot, he role models a pretend scenario that I think all of you will relate to as we think about what it means to offer feedback in a way that is taken well, that brings down the defensive mechanisms, that actually builds relationship, that helps people become the better version of themselves all in one conversation. So whether you are in the corporate world, whether you're thinking about your family, your friendships, regardless of the context, feedback is important because without it, We'll never grow, we'll never evolve, and we'll never become all that we could be. Listen to this episode. So Dan, one of the things I really, really appreciate about you is your willingness to roll with the punches. In fact, just this morning, I texted you and said, hey, would you like to do a three-words episode today? And you're like, sure, what do you want to talk about? And so I'm ready to kick off the conversation with you because it's an important one, it's a good one, both professionally and personally. These three words, my friends. Give better feedback. Give better. Better feedback. You know, in our culture, I think feedback is a scary word because it's associated quite often with the fact that, wait, is someone going to talk to me about my weaknesses? Wait, is someone going to share with me my shortcomings? Wait, what if somebody hurts my feelings? (laughs) (laughs) And as I spend time with particularly young people, it seems like that's the worst thing that could ever happen.
1: I'm going to get my feelings hurt. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think giving better feedback to me is, it's a hard thing to tackle because a lot of people don't like to, you know, the giving of the feedback I think is the most important part of the feedback in general. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we've talked about how to respond when you get specific feedback from people, but I think as leaders and as, you know, different relationships that we have in our lives, we have to consider how we give the feedback You know, and if we're being specific enough or if we're actually, you know, tackling the things that we should be tackling with that specific individual. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually have my acrostic for feedback, (laughs) F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K.
0: Everyone makes fun of my acrostics, but they help me to really wrap my head around the big ideas. But one of the E's is actually explicit, to be descriptive, to be, well, that's the D, but to be explicit, to be specific, and to actually share very candidly what. Is true. It's interesting. We actually did an episode, episode number 44 of three words podcast, similar, but different. The conversation was invite honest feedback. Yeah. yeah. This is different. So obviously one is about inviting feedback, right? inviting people to speak into your life. This
1: one's about what does it mean to actually offer it, to give it and yeah. then make sure it's good. Yeah. And how do we do that? Like, um, you mentioned kind of like there's this dynamic of, we have all these different relationships in our lives. You know, our mm. children need our feedback. You know, our spouses need our feedback, you know, as a maybe uh, as a a manager at a company, you have to give feedback to your employees. And, uh, you know, so I think all those we we should talk about all those types of different relationships today, because it's important that we're focused on how the feedback is going to affect what the next step is, because the feedback isn't just about, you know, hey. This is a hard conversation that we have to have. Something negative needs to be said, but it needs to be about the next steps and the actions that we have to take with that individual as far as w- how do we overcome some of these things or challenges that might be happening within well, again, the discussion. And
0: again, you, you presumed what a lot of people were thinking, and that right. is that the feedback is going to be negative. When we use the word feedback, if I sit down with you and I say, Dan, let's have some conversations today, I would like to offer you some constructive, honest feedback, right? <laughs> Immediately in your brain, you're thinking, Ooh, this is going to be a hard conversation. Sure. But what if it's like, you know what? I was watching over these past couple of weeks with the team in our family, within our friendship circle, within our neighborhood, whatever that is, I think you're extraordinary. Yeah. The way you handled that difficult person, the way you tackled that project, the way you dealt with that really challenging, whatever is amazing. I just offered you feedback. It doesn't always need to be assumed that it's going
1: to be negative, focusing on weaknesses and deficiencies. Sure, and and I think, if if you don't mind, I think the reason why I tend to go that way Mm. is because I see so much of what you just did, I think is happening pretty decently in the workplace today. That people are being positive, giving, you know, maybe, you know, some people call it fluffy feedback, where it's just like, hey, I can give you I can say some kind things about you and, or I can, you know, lift you up, which is always so important, but I think we avoid the hard feedback. We avoid it because we don't want to offend. It's, it's Mm. hard to enter into those conversations. What is it going to look like if the person doesn't agree with me and it's going to start a conflict between our relationship and there's just a lot of things. So the reason why I bring it up is because I see that that is definitely a deficiency in the workplace that we're afraid yeah. to give hard feedback to our people. At this point in the podcast, I'm going to hit pause and simply say to you whether you're here for professional
0: reasons or personal reasons that you could really gain a lot from subscribing to our YouTube channel or following us on podcast platforms. These conversations are so important to your business, your organization, or your family, becoming the very best version of itself. I, I wanna respond to, before we talk about how to offer the hard stuff, this idea, you, you just introduced it into our conversation, fluffy feedback. I think what makes fluffy feedback fluffy is the idea <laughs> that it's very generic mm-hmm. it's very elaborative without being specific or explicit so for right. instance you know employees hate to hear the phrase you're doing a great job mm-hmm. what does that mean you're fantastic keep doing what you're doing sure those are all like very generic in fact they come across as flattery mm-hmm They come across as flattery because there's no substance to them Mm -hmm. versus what I described even in that very brief role play is you did this specific thing and that was amazing. When I watched you accomplish this, specifically this was amazing. It was extraordinary. Do that again. If you could be specific with your feedback, explicit with your feedback, honestly, whether it is positive or negative feedback, then – I think you're going to win.
1: Yeah, and we we have something in uh, at Dana that we do that is specifically, it's a matrix that we've created okay. that has specific uh, action competencies and skills that were are expected at each level in the organization. Mm. And so this is what I'm trying to push for our teams to have objective feedback to give to their people. So if you're mm. in a certain level in the organization, you're expected to have this level of proficiency in this competency. So say it's... Uh, leading with intention, or maybe it's a, it's drive for results. Hmm. That might be one of the things that you're, you're pushing your team to do. If there's an actual expectation for each of the proficiencies now, as a manager, you can give objective feedback on whether or not they have met that or not. And you're not just giving them the subjective fluffy type of like, Hey, you're doing a good job. You could do a little bit better with this, but you know, it's it's more specific, and the specific feedback is what people need to grow, yeah. right? Well, and then you have the criteria. What you described within
0: the business world, within corporate culture, is we have criteria, and so when I offer you feedback, when measured against the criteria, it's not personal. Yeah. It's very objective, and we're talking specifically about this was the standard. Here's where you are, and it's Okay. But we have to have identities that are separate from our performance. Sure. We need to have an identity that is strong enough to, to realize we're not perfect and we're not always accomplishing every feat at the top of our game. That we actually need that, which is why episode forty four, invite honest feedback, is so important because instead of someone tiptoeing around you wondering if I should, yeah. if you're out there on the front lines like inviting I want to invite it, inviting, I know. It, inviting right. it. But back to our conversation because people aren't inviting it. Sure, Because people aren't typically walking into supervisors' offices. Typically, one spouse isn't going to another spouse saying, how can I be a better partner? Uh, Oftentimes, our children aren't showing up on a Saturday morning saying, mom and dad, can you sit down with us and have a conversation as a family about what we can be doing to be better children and more evolving teenagers? Those aren't happening. So we have to be initiating feedback, not just inviting it, but initiating feedback into those spaces and places where conversations aren't happening. So corporately, how do we do that? What does that look like within business? And what
1: does that look like within, I mean, you obviously are supervising Yeah, sure. how many people at this point? A lot. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, for me, if we could shift into kind of talking about what I was originally in my mind thinking, and you said you immediately went to the negative and it's because I want to maybe just kind of play out uh, mm-hmm. a scenario of how to give hard feedback. Okay. And so there's a there's a technique that is known, I would say, probably in the corporate world or the business world or just any in general leadership mm-hmm. in general. And I think it's some people call it a feedback sandwich or a constructive criticism sandwich. And I think it's got a bad rap. I think people some people think it's lame because I think the delivery of it can sometimes be fluffy and lame or not very to the point. And, and, the it, feedback, doesn't, and it doesn't feel genuine. It yeah. disingenuous. And just, just for the yeah. listeners, the feedback sandwich is basically you start with something nice or a compliment that you're encouraging the individual, and then you tell them the hard thing, and then you end it with something. So it's a positive, end with something positive. So it's kind of like a positive sandwich that you're giving that individual. Now, that sounds kind of funny. And also, I don't want people to think like, oh, okay, this is how Dan does it, so now I have to watch out for this. Because then it sounds disingenuous. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, there is a way to do it genuinely where you actually are giving them specific details about how they're doing. So like, I think a poor way of of this criticism sandwich or this uh, feedback sandwich would be, hey, Michael, I, I, I think you're just doing a, a great job on this project, but, and then the but comes, hmm. right? But you need to, you know, there's something else that you could be doing better here and blah, 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 blah. And then you finish with something, but I know, I know you're doing everything you can just yeah. keep on trying. Right. Yeah. So th- there's kind of like that element where it's not really that genuine, but I think like if I were to play out a different scenario and I'm going to try to make one up on the spot here, oh, let's, I love see, this. Let's, let's see go. if we can, you can, you can critique me and tell me if I've, okay. I've I'll done offer a- you feedback. Here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what if I were to approach a conversation like this, Michael, you are one of my best organized people. In the organization. You are so detail oriented. And I've noticed on these projects that you're leading, you are on top of them and you have exactly all the actions that need to get done on a daily basis. Ultimately, we have a lot of things that are going on in the organization right now. I know it feels stressful. I know it feels hard. And I noticed just recently um, that I was in a meeting with you. I noticed that there was a moment where the meeting started to shift a little bit. And I could tell your 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 stress levels were getting a little bit. You were getting heightened a little bit. People were getting you frustrated, and things were going out of order from the way that you wanted to control them. And it was starting to feel like you didn't have control of the situation. I saw a little bit of you that was, you know, emotions coming out, and it was potentially making the meeting go in the wrong direction. And I wanted to make you aware of that. And I don't mean to pick on this one example because I know that things are crazy right now. But honestly, I've seen this happen a couple times in the past too, Michael. And it's something that I think is something we should talk about. I, I want to know what is it that's driving you to feel so stressed out and making you feel like you don't have control of the situation and whatnot. And I know, believe me, I, I, I'm in the same boat, right? Right now, I have, you know, 25 different things that I'm trying to juggle. I'm stressed out too. There's people asking me for things and I have all these things on top of things that need to be done in a certain period of time. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to say here that I have this all figured out but we got to figure out how to figure that we got to figure out how to do this together right we have to uh overcome this challenge together and i hope that you know you can rely on me to give you support and you can confide in me to tell me what you think some of the issues are that are going on that's making you feel this way is there anything that we can do to kind of overcome this and i want you to know that i know we're going to get through it like you're my, you're one of my best so let's let's go forward i i mean this no, is like i love I, it so i'm listening i'm watching i'm observing
0: Obviously, I'm a business I just consultant. made it up on the no. spot. So,
1: I mean, it might be no, so kind of cheesy. Well, but
0: let me, no, let me tell you. So, obviously, as you, I was waiting for that final piece of the sandwich to come in. And you said, you're my guy. You're one of my best. I wanted to make sure you close that out. But, see, there are a couple really key components. And, again, I train organizations and organizational leaders on feedback models. And a couple things that you did, even on the spot, which I love our podcast because it's unscripted and here we go, <laughs> right? But I think what was really great, a couple things happened. There was transparency. Mm-hmm. You went into this conversation, but you weren't just pointing out this individual's deficiencies and what you were observing in meetings. Sure. But you were also saying, I deal with the same thing. Yeah. Pulled back the curtain. You're being humble. You're being transparent. You're like, I'm not talking to you like up, down, you know, exactly. from the top down. I'm talking to you as a friend, as a colleague. Relatable. Say, yeah. yeah. So that was good. You also kept talking about trust. You can trust me. We can work on this together, that togetherness. Ooh, here's the T's, transparency, trust, togetherness. Like we're going to work on this together versus like get back to your office, Yeah, figure this thing out. You're like, how can I help you? Yeah. How can we troubleshoot this together? How can we actually do the thing that we need to do? But I love, and part of it is not even, and for those of you who are maybe listening to the podcast, I would encourage you to jump over to our YouTube channel and actually watch Dan as he delivers this because you're leaning in. Mm-hmm. You're making eye contact with me. It's very clear because most of communication is nonverbal. Sure. It's very clear. Even in your role modeling, you care. Right. You are you are have a very genuine look on your face. You're not irritated. You're concerned. You're positive. You're not reactive. You're sure. you're calm, you're relaxed. Um and I love all that. So I think that was really really powerful. I, my only
1: critique, critique yeah, my only
0: critique would be is that there might've been a sense where you could have made a little bit shorter. Sure. Uh, because you could feel like almost in that middle section. Yeah. Is that you're trying to, um, make sure you say it in a variety of ways. So yeah, the person's yeah, yeah. not freaking out and yeah. it's like, no, no, seriously. You know what? You know, but I think you could be really clear. Um, and you could obviously do that middle part of the sandwich, the hard thing, and then quickly get out of it and then just kind of
1: let it sit. And yeah. Say, and one of the, w- one of the things I was trying to point out in the middle part was you give an example Mm-hmm. But you don't want to just pull on that one example because that might have been a bad day for that person, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, this was like the worst day of my life. So don't give me an example of that day because, but if you give multiple examples or you say, hey, I noticed this today, but this is not the first time, so that it's something that can be consistently had, you know so that there is a pattern, right? You got to prove that there's a pattern so they can feel that there, this isn't just a one-time deal and my, you know, my manager's coming after me for this one thing. But at the end of the day, it's not about coming after you. It's about, yep. we got to work together to get through this. Like, I want to be here for you. So let me respond to that. So I would say, if you're going to call someone into your office
0: and you're going to have that very formal, hey, let's sit down and have a conversation, you probably want a series of examples. Sure. But in my feedback acrostic, the very first thing that I use is the F is fast.
1: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: in many ways, we wait. Right. So say you did walk out of that meeting. Say you watched that just one time. Right. But you have a good relationship with this particular team member. As you're walking back to your offices, you can put your arm around this individual and say, hey, you all right? Mm. Yeah. It it seemed like today was a little bit challenging. I'm feeling it. It Seems like you're feeling it. Yep. That is so important. Because then, but but then it's not. So I think in many ways, some of that informality of feedback makes it a little less. it it creates an environment where we're less prone to be defensive. And so I think, yes, if you're going to do the sit down, we're going to have a conversation. The sandwich is great. Yeah. But I think if you're going to, if you just see something, even to create a culture within our families, within our businesses, Mm -hmm. like even among, let's say romantic partners. Yeah. You know, don't let things build up, but actually say, Hey, get them out there. Right. You you okay. Or even like, (laughs) you know, it seems like to you know that comment you just made to me a few minutes ago. It's still sticking with me. I'm actually that hurt my feelings. Yeah. Can we talk about that for just a few seconds? Because I think sometimes when you keep it brief, which is actually you know one of one of my strongest encouragement, brief to the point, sure, and not making this long, drawn out. Okay, now we're gonna have an hour long conversation <laughs> about these things I see. But just kind of like, hey, just in passing, informal. It just kind of creates a a normal cultural norm. Mm-hmm. Whether the culture is your family, whether the culture is your your friendship circles, but to actually be able to address things as they come
1: up. Yeah, and anytime I have a one-on-one discussion, that to- that topic of how are you doing mm-hmm. is always you know the first thing that's typically how are things going. You know, yeah. so you're opening that door for them to feel like they can express how things are going or not going right. right. And I think also that you know we talked about this this sandwich uh, example. I don't think it's going to work if it feels like that is what you're trying to do, and it will feel that way to people if you are not exemplifying that throughout the day, yep. that that's the type of person that you are, that you care. So it's it, it's all about leading with example first. Right, so and that having people, that relationship as a foundation because yeah. if I don't have a
0: foundational relationship with you where there's trust and there's a sense of, well, you know I have your back and sure. I have your best in mind, that in general, any feedback is going to be taken as sure. offensive, regardless if it's in a relationship or within a, within a business or career context. Yeah. One thought that did come to mind, uh, Dan, is the idea that, what will make feedback to provide better feedback, to offer, to give better feedback? It always will come across more positive and more helpful if, indeed, I have good intentions in mind. Mm. So if you're going to offer feedback to someone, when your motive, your inner motive is to put that person in their place, yeah, you might want to wait yeah, a day or more. That's because if, so, if your so motive is, I'm going to put you in your place and stop this. Right. It's not going to come across well versus if my intention is that it's beneficial, that it's mm. going to help you, that it's going to help you evolve and to become more of what you want to be, who you want to be, and also right. progress in an organization maybe even farther than you could have ever imagined. If, if my goal, both in my nonverbal and my verbal, is to benefit you, to encourage you, to help you, to sure. support you. People are going
1: to be like, I'm all ears. Sure. Particularly when it's in the context of a strong, meaningful relationship. Yeah, fully agree on that. And I think, you know, if I just take it, you know, peel the uh, the onion back a little further on just, there's a generational dynamic to this as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes giving feedback, giving better feedback just means giving more feedback. So there's a lot of studies that have been done with uh, the millennial generation, which is like the 20s and 30s age. And, uh, you know, they want more feedback consistent feedback. And so it doesn't always have to be that hard conversation that you have, but maybe just more conversation. And I think the previous generation, so Gen X and Boomers, their their generation was kind of like, no news is good news. If I didn't hear from You're my right. boss or my manager, that means everything's going well. And the millennial generation, if I'm not hearing from my boss, like, am I doing it right? Is this, and I feel that way because I'm in that generation mm-hmm. and I, I lead a team of people and I still feel that way, but that is something that you have to consider like maybe just your step into this is just giving more feedback yep and feedback all across the board so if you're like again creating rhythms of
0: feedback routines of feedback if you're regularly giving feedback so what if you actually made a note on your calendar sure every week i want to offer both, i love that both positive and constructive that's I right use the term because none of it's negative but positive and constructive celebratory and constructive sure. feedback we're like, this is awesome specifically this particular email, this particular insight that you offered in a meeting, amazing. This is why. It helps us this and helps us this to accomplish this. Sure. But then also the willingness to share some of the hard things or the constructive things right. that might feel a little bit like, ooh. But if you just create those natural rhythms and it just becomes a part of your family, because yeah. that's what happens even in families. Nobody says anything. Yeah. They bury it forever. <laughs> and then one day we're sitting at Thanksgiving. And something comes like yeah. This little thing that met nothing creates an explosion. Yeah. It's because things have been buried and they there's not that rhythm of those routines of feedback. Sure. So, great conversation, Dan. I love that we can in real time <laughs> with 3 hours notice <laughs> sit in the studio and have a very important conversation because we're not going to become the best version of ourselves. No company, organization, club, family, neighborhood, friendships, no one's going to evolve if we are continually outside of other people's feedback uh, interactions about mm-hmm. what they see because anybody who's looking at their themselves in the mirror and defining their lives and in determining their reality outside of others input we're always going to be out of touch with reality yeah but it feels safer it feels it feels better sure. to not have people speak the hard things into us but we're sure. not going to grow and we're not going to evolve both in career or in personal life so as always Dan great having this conversation with you thanks For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.